The following is a presentation of Uninterrupted Canada. Welcome to the Benny and Bo Show with your hosts, Ben Hebert and Bo Levi Mitchell. So much hype, man. So much hype from that first show. It was an awesome first show. Glad to be back on the second one. I feel like we got built up a little bit too much. He's been Ambo, as you can see by the uh, poster behind us, but I feel like we should take ourselves down a little bit too. Um, right. The way I want to do that, you had a recent competition. Do you want to talk about the Briar final at all? Whew. No, I, I mean, you want to talk about the 16 17 Great Cup final you blew? Ooh. <laughs> no, let's get out of this. No, let's no, no. Get out of that. Next subject, next subject, next subject. We got a lot to unpack here. The last two weeks in sports have been heavy. There's been NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, Phil won the PGA. Our guest today, PGA Stallion, Max Homa, is joining us. Ooh, I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. And then we're going to finish it off with a little gambling, brother. So, hey, where do you want to start? we got lots to talk about. Oh, where do I want to start? Um, I'd like to start something that just happened, a little popcorn gate, if you will. Um, <laughs> a fan pouring popcorn on Russ Westbrook. Um, like, do you have I, – I have a story. Do you have any story, like – Fan-wise, interaction that didn't maybe go the way you want. I mean, the demographic for the curling fan in Canada here—they're they're pretty nice people, like really nice. I would say the meanest thing a fan has ever done to me is when we go to the Briar Patch after, or if we go to the social hall for for a beer with them or whiskey. I love whiskey. They give they buy me a single instead of a double. Probably probably the rudest thing. Like I love our fans; they love me. We get along great, so I don't really have that. But I did see the popcorn, a little buttery down the arm. I didn't like that. Yeah, and I don't. I know you like your doubles. Um, <laughs> it's the the interesting part. The reason I wanted to bring it up is the different perspective of fans in every single sport. Right? You saw somebody grab Phil's arm after he hits. You know what is probably the the match winning shot um, into eighteen. There, you've got NBA. You've got Jay Z Drake sitting right next to you on the court. You know, if you're a young guy, that's gonna mess with you a little bit. Yeah, totally. Um, I've been to a curling event watching you. I'm sitting right there. I could spit on you if I want to, like they did to Trey. You know, that's it's it's crazy. But in football, we've got guys 25, you know, yards away from us. Throwing, they're throwing stuff. Yeah, I've, I've had a beer bottle thrown in my head, yeah. but I'm a little bit more accurate than Joe Blow in the stands over there. Um, so the worst thing I ever get is, you know, like just you're adopted. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get you, and then you know, it's you're like you're like no, you're not gonna get me. There's security here, bud. You're not gonna get me. Yeah, so it's just it's it's interesting to me like the different perspectives like with everybody talking about you know hey we've got to calm fans down I think fans are just passionate now they're excited that sports are back and I think it shows that people are ready to have us back fans fans pay the bills how about how about after a fan trips you the whole game you just you just laser a little thirty five yard TD and then you just walk by and give give them a little wink oh, let man. them know what's oh, up every time every time I walk by grab the wa- uh, water bottle grab the iPad and just give them one of these oh, yeah, that's good that, that's good stuff right there you just know, let them know oh and his buddy's just. Dude, hey, he's looking at you. I was looking at you. He's like, I'm not looking. I'm not looking at him. How about uh, feel good story of the week? Something that I actually liked. I didn't think got enough attention because they got swept out of the building. Oh no! Our Alberta's, you know, our last Alberta team rolling the Edmonton Oilers got swept by the Jets, which I didn't see coming. But Darnell Nurse pulled off a feat in that final game, playing 62 minutes in a playoff game, an elimination game that if they were going to keep rolling, he would have to kept going. His coaches, his teammates, everyone had faith in him to keep rolling that much ice time. Talk to me about the beast mode that he he rolled into for that game. I mean, yeah, I absolutely love seeing guys do that. I've seen Mark Giordano do it for us in the playoffs. I've been on the ice watching him do that. Um, you know what got me about that, though? I was in the pro shop the other day. Um, I'm not going to name the two gentlemen, but the TV's on. And uh, 
that stat comes up there. So I didn't even see it. And originally, I don't, and I'm, I'm not the NHL guru, as we've talked about. Um, no, 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 you're not. You're not that guy. <laughs> um, so I saw 62 minutes, and I was like, man, I wonder if that's, you know, it's obviously got to be pretty crazy that's happening. And they're talking about how, how amazing it is that he did it. And then two guys in the, in the pro shop are just, oh, man, he's just, a, he's just a freak of nature, though. Like, most guys can't do that. And I'm like, that, that's, what, that's what gets to me. I'm like, no, he's not a freak of nature. He works his tail off. Like, I'm not born with this arm. I couldn't throw a spiral until I was a junior in high school. Do you know who was born with a golden arm that didn't know how to use it? Don't say it. It's, it's me. It's me. I got a cannon. I just didn't work hard enough as a kid. I got two buddies in the NHL. I grew up with in Regina. They used to say to me, I'm like, God, you guys retired. You're, you're 40. And they're like, hey, Benny, it's not our fault you didn't work hard enough as a kid. Oh, man. <laughs> Those are good buddies. Those are good buddies. But it, that's what it gets to me when they're when fans think, oh, you know, Bo, has, Bo was just born with that arm. You know, that's you know, the rest of the body too, but you don't want the rest of my body. The only thing you want on me is this right arm. Um, and it's the same with, you know, you t- I mean, you talk about Mike, talk about LeBron. These guys aren't who they are just because they're talented. Yeah. Now is six, five, six, nine. Is that gifted? Yes. Your parents, sure. your parents were big people. You, you got to be, that's, that's the only gift, the big hands for a quarterback, but the work ethic, the stuff you see on TV, the product you see on TV of those guys, that's a polished, polished product. And they've been do, putting in work to work on their craft for a long time. Look at Tom Brady. Yeah. Look at Tom Brady. You, th- you think Tom Brady does the same stuff now at 43 when he did? You see, you see his picture of his Michigan draft, his little, his bad little, his body looks like yours in that picture. Yeah, waterbed. Yeah, it's not good. Me and Mac Jones. <laughs> and look at him now. Look at him now. TB12, eating healthy, winning Super Bowls at 43. You have to evolve as an athlete to put in all that work to be better as you get older and to put in the work behind the scenes. Look, what, what do you think about Phil? I mean, look at that. At 50. Phil just won the PGA at 50 years old. And and here's the worst part. He credits it to caffeine, which <laughs> I love because I'm addicted to caffeine. I'm the same. I'm, I'm coffee in the morning, pre-workout. You know, it's, I'm pumping caffeine all day. Everybody this week just drilling coffee. Oh, man. <laughs> but you know why? Because he has his own coffee. Yeah, of course. But he, still, he's still, hey, whether it's good marketing or not, Phil looks good. He, he, he's looking like he cut like a diamond compared to where he used to be. Dude, if I could have calves like that, I'd drink as much caffeine as they let me. The longevity of Phil Mickelson to be able to do that, winning from his... Didn't he, he won as an amateur. Wasn't he like a stallion coming up? Uh, he... What was it? He won the... Um, was it low amateur? Or did he win the amateur... He, he, he's been... He won, a, no, sorry. He won a tournament as an amateur. Yeah? Year, yeah. PGA? Yeah. He's like, to win that long, I, I, the one thing I look at, you know, whether it's golf because they have a little bit of a longer career, certainly curling in my world, but even you see football now, guys, especially quarterbacks playing for a long time, there's something to be said for playing for a long time to get paid because you're good enough to still play. Like, if you're still good enough and you're going to get we, paid, why would you want to quit? We call that collecting checks. Sure, but to be able to do it that long and win. That's the difference. Guys, he beat the best players on the entire planet. He's 50. Like, that is unbelievable madness what he accomplished. Oldest, hey, you know, you know what T-Dub's doing? T-Dub? Oh, timeout. <laughs> you First of all, home? Phil, I just want to say thank you because uh, now we know that Tiger is going to win at either 51 or 52 or 53, uh, which means we have a long time to watch Tiger continue to play this game. He's sitting at home rehab, and like, he probably doesn't need any more motivation. And then he sees Phil win, and he's like, well... Here we go again. You know, he's just going to ramp it up, right? Oh, man. I mean, I, I, that's, I'm so excited for it, but I think it does it for everybody. You see Phil win at 50. You've got, I think what it does is um, we see Ricky come back 
uh, last week. Yeah. Right. We we have Tiger in a major injury, and he and he's tweeting out like, dude, I'm not thinking about golf. The only thing I'm thinking about right now is hoping I can walk again. You know what I mean? Like, it's giving different people different motivations. But to me, now it tells guys like Ricky, um, maybe even like our guest right now that we're gonna have here in a second is. Hey, I have time to work, perfect my game. It doesn't have to happen at age 30 or age 35 or age 40. You know, I can continue. Who was the, uh, we had a, we had a player that's been on the PGA tour for like 500 events and just won his first time in the senior tour. Yeah. I mean, I'm a 38 year old curler and Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl and Phil winning on the tour makes me feel like, all right, um, I got it. I'm 31. You, I feel, I'm feeling like I got 12 years left to play quarterback here. Exactly. And now here's the thing. So we've been talking about golf. And I do appreciate your, your knowledge of golf because you're passionate. But we got a PGA Tour stud here today with us, and I can't wait to bring him in. Our, our second guest on the Benny and Bull pod, bring him in. Bring him in. Two-time PGA Tour winner. But more, in my mind, the thing I love about him, he's a social media king. He'll roast your swing. He is the man, the myth, the legend. Max Homa, welcome to the podcast, brother. What's up, boys? Thanks for having me. Max, I know it's been a hectic uh, 24 hours for you. I was watching your Instagram last night. It looked like you guys were having a time on the dance floor. How are you feeling? You shaking off the cobwebs? Yeah, the, the drive today, five hours was, was tough. <laughs> tough on the body and the mind. You go to some dark places, but it was fun. Hadn't seen all my, uh, all my buddies in one place in a long time. So uh, as Kami, as our boy Kami says, I kind of got in one, uh, but feeling feeling better. The adrenaline being on your guys' show, you know, it's kind of it's giving me a boost. <laughs> oh man, well you're giving us a boost. All right, I, I have a talking about giving a boost right here. Let's let's go into this, um, Max. I'm like a I'm an eight handicapper, maybe a ten. Uh, my handicap says I'm a five because we play it, you know, Lakeside here, and it's a little bit uh, birdie barrage, pitch and putt. <laughs> let's say let's say you you and you come out with Ben and I golfing. And uh, when you play with a, you know, if you play casual golf with a 10 handicapper, I snipe one of the trees. I'm sure you helped me for, you know, a couple of minutes, but, you know, then I snipe another one and another one. Are you, are you going to continue to uh, help a guy find a ball or at some point are you kind of like, Hey guy, you got to figure it out. Uh, it, it does help to like, I, I'll look a lot if we have a cart for sure. Cause I can just kind of drive around in circles and help if I, if we're walking and, and you, you know, keep hitting it way off the beaten path and that means i got to carry my bag all around to do that it's probably going to get less and less likely uh but if we're playing for money i mean i would do it happily <laughs> to have to go try to find the balls in the trees that means i know you know i'm probably in a little bit of a better spot but i try to do my best but yeah i mean at some point uh you get you know kind of fatigued with the with the search party thing <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad you said that okay so you're you, let's say we are, we are playing for cash all right you told uh i believe it's lacy right yeah. So you told you tell Lacey, hey, I'm just going for a quick 18 with the boys. I'll be back in time for dinner, date night, me and you. And then um, you go out for the old emergency nine and uh, have a couple too many. You've got to take a cab ride home. How's Lacey handling that one? <laughs> uh, honestly, that hasn't happened too many times uh, just because uh, I try to do my best not to not to really, uh, you know, drink too much on the course. So I rarely need the cab. We do the E9 quite often but she's cool that i have such a benefit in this in this golf world try to explain to people is like you know most most guys have to tell their girlfriends or wives like or i have to ask oh can i go to the golf course you know the boys want to play and i say i'm going to work <laughs> so you can't you can't tell somebody not to go to work oh, so man. i feel like i live like the dream in that aspect that is the line of the century. You know what it is? We got to get better. That's unbelievable. What yeah. I would give to be able to My say. My emergency I'm going to work. nine was just like it's like working overtime. That's, that's commendable. Oh, <laughs> so Max, are you, you're a member at uh, Whisper Rock? Is that right? 
Yeah. I got to play there one time. Ray Whitney, the wizard, took me out. And I mean, oh, Wiz. Oh, the Wiz. What a shooter. But I, uh, unbelievable golf course. I'm so jealous. The peanut butter and jelly little packed sandwiches that came there. I couldn't <laughs> believe those. We got to get those up in Canada. And they had like, you know, we go around the turn and we're grabbing like a pork missile hot dog. These guys had like tuna in a cup. I'm like, man, this place is unbelievable. Felt great to be an they, athlete. They do it right. Oh, do they ever do it right? Hey, Max. <laughs> I want to hit you with your social media stuff. I know it's been hit on you lots that you've been doing this for years and years and really getting a great following because you do a wicked job on there. Uh, This $40 million bonus that's now been thrown (laughs) out from the PGA Tour, is it Bush League the way it's going to be handed out? Because is it going to be the big guys with the most followers getting the action? Or are they going to have to give guys like you back pay that have been driving that biz for five years? Uh, No, it's going to, it's going to be the big guys. Um, it's a following when you read it in like deep enough, it, a lot of it's the Q rating and impressions. And obviously when, you know, somebody like, uh, you know, I didn't even know, but Ian Poulter has 2 million followers on Twitter. Uh, and so he just gets, you get a lot of attention and then it's not just Twitter. It's, you know, commercials, uh, exposure on TV. So a, a bit, essentially, you know, it will be going to the, the top guys, but that's a, that's a good thing. In my opinion, I think it's getting people a little bit more active on social media as we've seen in like the last week and a half has been pretty, pretty fun. Uh, but I, I think it's all, it's all good. Uh, we, I think about every week we owe so much to the, to the really, uh, popular guys out there on tour, obviously tiger, Phil, uh, Brooks, DJ, Rory, Justin, like all the guys, Bryson, all the guys who bring all this attention, it puts money in our pocket. So Although, you know, we may not be able to win, you know, $40 million or whatever uh, amongst this thing. We're, we're getting that money from those guys. So I think it, it, it's fine. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think the fans of like the common Twitter folk are going to understand like that that's just going to happen. So I hope that they could get ready for it because they're going to think that people like myself or, or, or you know, Joel Damon uh, or Taylor Goose, people who are active on there should get it. But it, it just is not the case. And it, we shouldn't get it because, like I said, we, we're not driving much revenue uh, in each PJ Tour week. Uh, that's that's what the, the big guys have done. And it's been awesome for us. So so if or when Tiger comes back, are we just signing a $40 billion check to him? <laughs> I mean, if, if, it, if it gets split up at all, he should just have all 40. I, I don't think anyone would argue that. Just hand him 40 million. We'll all like we'll all give him a standing ovation as he walks to the bank or whatever rich people do. Uh, I mean, he deserves he deserves all of that money. Oh, that's great perspective. Man. I love hearing that. I do want to follow back on something you said there about the active Twitter last week about Brooks and Bryson. So, I mean, you're Ooh, out there yes. with those guys. You're out there with them. <laughs> I mean, I'm a Bryson fan. I'm a Brooks fan. I I love watching them play. They're both great players. Did they actually hate each other? Or was that a scheme to get some Twitter impressions going to get their hands in more action? Like, what was that? I didn't didn't even think about that second part. Uh, I have no idea. I'm I'm not, like, super close to either of them. Uh, It was fun to watch, though. It was hilarious. You know, anytime we get a little controversy, I feel like golf has been so used to, like, pushing things under the rug. So it's nice when it can kind of get out there because I think it's it's entertaining and that that's what our product is. Uh, but I don't know. It'll be it'll be great. They really, really, really need to pair them up together soon. Uh, and they can't they can't take this away. Even if it is contrived, we'll get some good uh, some good uh, material or whatever. Uh, yes. But they're such good players. Um, and, and obviously they have they have funny personalities or whatever. Like they they can they can uh, you know talk their talk. So it's kind of it's it's good when you get that mix because. Uh, I feel like it's rare in our sport to have people that are at the top of the game uh, be able to kind of like let loose and do stuff like that. 
Uh, so it was fun. It was fun to see. Plus they're like the two biggest guys, like size wise on our tour. So yeah, that, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. It makes us look at least somewhat tough in a way. I don't know. Max, thank you. That's what I'm saying. I want to see Bryson and Brooks teamed up now. Hey, listen, I love Phil. Yeah. I, I have something to ask you about Phil, but the match coming up, Phil, I need you to step aside. <laughs> I need Brooks and Bryson going head to head because, Hey, I, when I watch golf, I see you, uh, you know, in your in your practice round with somebody. I want to hear y'all talking trash to each other. I want to hear. Yeah. I want to hear. You know, I, I want to hear y'all talking trash in golf again. Like that's what I want to get to. Like, let me. I just want to see Brooks or Bryson. I want to see basically. I want to see Brooks look at Bryson and be like, "Do you need a measuring tape? Like, can can we hurry this thing up?" Max, do you guys get yeah. the when you guys go to a PGA event? I I actually don't even. Do you get to pick your? Do you get to pick your practice group that you go play with every round? Yeah. So in a normal week, uh, a PJ tour week, we have the Wednesday pro-am. So, you know, as you get older out here, you, you probably don't show up on like Sunday very often, uh, to play like on Monday, unless you're coming from an event. So like this week, basically as an example, I'll fly in Monday or tomorrow, and then I'll go play, uh, probably nine holes on Tuesday, uh, and then play the 18 holes for the pro-am on Wednesday. So my Tuesday practice round, I just, you know, you, you just, either go to the course and find a group or play by yourself. Or, I mean, most, most weeks, um, you know, I call or text a couple of my buddies and just, you know, ask them what time they want to play at and we'll get, uh, you know, game together or something like that. Uh, and then majors, since there's no pro-am, uh, that's usually when we, you know, play a lot of practice rounds and you end up, yeah, you set them all up. The only ones that you actually have to make a tee time for, I think is the U S open, but you can still pick who you play with. Are Sweet. You, are y'all throwing any cash down? Yeah. I mean, sometimes, uh, we, we, I have a pretty standing game with my buddy Taylor out there. So we, we, we run that most weeks if he, if, if we're both playing and we could play. Uh, and then sometimes we like to, yeah, we'll like to, uh, you know, me and Taylor are trying to team up against a couple other people. Um, so it's nothing, ours, nothing crazy, but it is, it's fun. I mean, we just try to, I, I like to be competitive before the week. I think it like clues me into how I'm prepping, uh, the course up and deciding what feels good and what doesn't. And I like putting uh, with something on the line just because you get the speed a little bit better and you get used to it. Some people don't. I play with some people. Well, I don't play with them anymore, but I play with some people who just want to go out there and, and just grind away. And, and I, you know, practice on days are tough. They can be long. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's good to have a crew. You kind of all have a pretty uh, common understanding of what will be done throughout that yeah, day. Yeah, You want that pressure on the line of like, I know I got to make this or, you know, I mean, mine and Benny bets, might be a little bit lower, which by the way, we run, we're running a, Oh, tell me you brought it. Yeah, I did. We're running a standing bet a little here. Money. We're running a little standing bet. I've only got them for about, I think I only so, got them 120 the first couple of days. 110 max. <laughs> this isn't monopoly money. I know it might look like it. No, Canadian it Americans. looks like monopoly this, money. <laughs> this is our Canadian money. I owe Ben 110 from Thank the, sir, uh, the past that. two weekends. Is that, is that cause he passed go or something? With oh. monopoly money? <laughs> <laughs> Canadian money looks like monopoly one money. Ten, because yeah. Oh man. hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, that's man. Good so, okay. You spoke about phil a little bit i do want to ask you um your caddy took a bit of a hiatus this past yeah. at, during the pga um and congrats to him by the way i heard he did really well um yeah thank you but uh you got to be with jim mckay bones as everybody else knows him and calls him phil's old caddy uh when phil's up there on the leaderboard is is he locked in is he max homa 100 or is he checking his phone throwing a you know a text or two over to phil while y'all are walking down the fairway after you've hit a great drive. No, nah, man, Bones is, you know, he's a pro. He, he's uh, probably the greatest, one of the greatest caddies to ever live. Um, but now he's a pro. But it was, it was, 
it was kind of crazy coincidence. I felt bad. I wanted, I had this like, you know, vision, me and bones win and I get to rub it in Phil's face or something a little bit and, you know, tell him that it's all bones. <laughs> obviously <laughs> I was, I, I, I'm joking. I'm joking. And, and obviously that wouldn't, that, that didn't even come close to having it for me, but it was really, it was really weird in a way, like coincidentally to, to get a, get my first uh, time working with bones and the same week, Phil Mickelson probably plays the best, maybe not the best golf of his, of his life, but that was definitely the biggest win of his life. It's, it's one of the most shocking uh, and, and tremendous accomplishments you can have. We've never had anybody at that age win a major. Uh, so it was just, was it was pretty incredible, but get to talk to Bones even before the week about some things Phil does and what he kind of goes through before to get ready for a major and then get to watch all that come to fruition is pretty cool. Uh, you know, big learning experience for me and and a true treat to be with bones because he like i said he's a legend it's like it'd be like playing a you know game of pickup with you know one of the greats of the of the basketball world it's just a, a dream come true for a kid and, and you know it kind of worked out uh joe you know joe obviously went out there he, he said he had a lot of pressure to play well because there's too much too much heat on him but uh i think i think he did all right he did better than me so <laughs> <laughs> That's unreal. I mean, and you must, I mean, you're a young guy. You must look at that and go 50 years old. Like I, I curl for a like on a first side for professional gig. I know I, I can play for a long time. It's not like Mr. Physical Sport. You see Phil winning at 50, you might sit in there going, oh, I got a lot of years left to dominate. I got a lot of years left. Yeah, I didn't really, I, I never really looked at it like that. But what I'll say is, is that he's obviously done a great job with his body. Um, he's clearly like worked at it. I I mean, he does like the, all the dieting now, like that intermittent fasting. I think the coffee, like, just like takes all of the fat off of him or something. Uh, he, he just, he's lost all his weight and he looks good and he's still flexible. But the thing that's always impressed me with him since I, I've met him, you know, gosh, seven, seven years ago is his passion for the game at that age is wild because I'll still go through weeks. I think like everybody, when you do some over and over again, where I'm like, man, I'm kind of over this. Like I, I need a break. And I'm sure he goes through that, but I mean, he's, he's got 20 more years on me and he still goes out there with so much like vigor and excitement to play and practice. And he's always trying to find a new angle of how he's going to be good. And that that's the stuff that's hard. I, I imagine at 50, like I, I, I will take care of my body and hopefully, you know, look like him and be able to move like him. But I guess that the part that's, that's tough is like, do you still want it that bad at that age? That's something I can't predict. I, I would hope so, but I think that's why you see so few people have any success around that age in anything, uh, just because it gets harder. It, it just mentally, you've been doing this. He's been doing this for 45 years, basically, you know, is that's a long time to still be good at it and want to be good at it. That's crazy. Man. Okay. So somebody, I like that. Somebody else that um, is still going after it at an older age, somebody that you uh, y'all are Cal Berkeley alums. You see the you see the jersey over here right behind I saw the me. Jersey. Yeah, I thought you would. Uh, I know you've got a connection with him. Um, I do want to ask a Rod because I I'm I I gave my opinion last week on what I think is going to happen there. Um, I want to hear your opinion. Is he wearing green and yellow next year, or <laughs> is he pulling a Brett Favre and going to the Vikings? <laughs> <laughs> I got I got no. I'm not. This is this is a, a unspeakable area. I have no <laughs> idea. I just know that wherever he goes, that team will want him bad because that guy is a bad, bad man. Bad uh, so man. Have you golfed with Aaron? Yeah, we played the Pebble tournament together. Uh, he's He was my partner. Uh, he's a good golfer. Uh, but, man, he, he watching that guy play football is uh, – I've never seen anything like it, really. It, 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 
in, in that game. Um, Mahomes is pretty amazing, but the stuff Aaron does is tremendous. So it's kind of been cool in this, like selfishly for me as someone who, you know, I, I just root for him. Um, you know, so it was nice to be able to watch all these people debate and show these old highlights of, you know, why, <laughs> why a team should want Aaron. <laughs> And uh, there's a lot of reasons to want him. I mean, again, he's getting older and he's just MVP of the National Football League. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he, he's my favorite quarterback. I bet him this year, actually, in the NFC Championship game. Like, no one's beating him. He's the man. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it happens. But uh, I'm pumped to see where he ends up. And uh, selfishly, I mean, I'm a Steeler fan. He's probably not going there. But uh, Yeah, I just, I just want to know. <laughs> I, I saw Johnny Manziel tweet at you. Now I know you play with Aaron. I'm, hey, I'm a quarterback myself. I wouldn't mind if all three of us get, <laughs> get the QBs out there. Let's go golf now. Yeah, hey, you know, I'm always down. Aaron will be the tough one to, to get going. He's he's the one who's on vacation in Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> he does, I see that. He's got I see stuff that. going on. He's living Johnny's that. a little easier. <laughs> yeah, Aaron's living that good life. Max, I'm up here in Canada. We love to go down to the United States and explore all the deadly golf trips that we can go on down there to explore. You guys just have the mecca of golf. You know, I've been super <laughs> fortunate. I've got to do Pebble. I've got to do Pinehurst. I've got to do whistling. I've got to do, you know, a couple deadly spots, band and dunes. What's an unsung hero spot that maybe us Canadians up here, like, and it can't be all your deadly, wicked private courses that we can't get on. Like, where's a spot that if we're planning on a golf trip, we got to go to that you've had some good insight at? Yeah, 100% band is the best one. I just went for the first time in November, uh, and I don't get to go on many of these trips, so I just hear it from other people. Uh, so we went up to Bandon and it was like, I just don't know how anything could beat that. Like it, if you like golf, it is, it is like heaven. I know I've heard Pinehurst is pretty great. Uh, but like Monterey Peninsula, I know, you know, there's a couple obviously that are, that are private, but that's just like as, as beautiful a walk. If you're going to go on vacation, cause I think Bandon's tough to bring your wife or anything. Cause like, there's nothing to do, but yeah. I mean, my, my wife's favorite spot to go with me is, is to, Monterey to around Pebble Beach area because it's pretty and she can get her, you know, cup of coffee or whatever and sit and, and look at the ocean, be all peaceful while we go try to hack it around uh, 18 holes. So that th those are those are hard to beat again. Like I said, I haven't gotten to do a ton. There's a some sneaky good golf courses here and there. I know Kami right now is on the L.A. Uh, L.A. He's, trip. He's playing all the sites. Isn't he playing where you won? He's played, he played Riviera yesterday. He told me if I ever need help, he could get me a tea time. So I guess he had a good day. Uh, he played all over, man. So I don't know. Um, you know, it's tough. It's tough uh, for me to get out and like get to do all that, all that cool stuff. But obviously I've played some amazing golf courses, but I rarely get to go on a, on a trip. Uh, so, uh, you know, like I said, Bandon's my one trip I went on, but I just don't know how it could be top. Man, my father in law has been trying to get me down to Bandon Dunes, saying like, "Hey, if you're gonna Dude. go, to, if you're gonna go on a boys' trip, he goes go to Bandon Dunes." He goes, "There's there's nothing else there. There's nothing else around within a lot like a while. So you, yeah, you're while. there. <laughs> you're either playing pool, you're playing darts. It's like you're not gonna get into trouble. You can go get away and just golf and enjoy the mecca of golf there." And he said, "He he, I think he goes every single year." Dude, it's untouchable. We were just talking about it uh, yesterday. We we're like, we got to go back. I love that place. But yeah, that's it. There, there's nothing. There's nothing you can get in trouble. You just can just drink a lot, eat a lot. You stay, you know, right on site. They have a shuttle that drives you around. Like and there's it's it's the perfect, you know, kind of golf trip. Like there's just it's just golf. And, and you know, for us, we had eight of us and it was it was unreal. Man. OK, so that's that's the uh, that's the golf trip. I want to hear the golf moment. Okay, we, we like to ask our guests the moment, and I'll set it up for you. The moment when Max Homa is playing golf and you realize 
this isn't just for fun anymore. This isn't just something I'm good at. This is something that I'm better than everybody I play. This is what I'm yeah. going to do for the rest of my life. Like, what is that? Is it the 2013 national championship, the individual men you won? Like, what was that moment for you? I guess that's a good question because I definitely, I, I don't, it definitely was that senior year. Well, I lied. So in, I think it's 2010, I played the USAM and I just finished my freshman year of college. And I felt like I had hit like, uh, I, I, you know, it's a big deal going from amateur golf to, I'm sorry, from, from junior golf to college golf. It, you know, people are, you know, four years older than you again, because for a while you're playing just kids right around your age. Uh, and for a whole year, you're probably like the best one in, in the area because, you know, you're 18 and the, everybody else is coming up. So you get into college and there's people that are, you know, refining their skill. And I remember I got there and, and I, I knew, I thought I was pretty good and I'm playing and I'm struck, you know, struggling a little bit. I got to play quite a few events, but, uh, you know, nowhere near winning. Uh, and it's not that I thought that I, I wasn't going to be able to do it, but it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't like I just burst on the scene, like a Justin Thomas or speed when they got to college, like it just was hard. And then at, so at the end of that year, uh, play all the summer tournaments leading into my sophomore year, I played really, really well. I had a, a junior on the team when I was there as a freshman. We're still very close, Eric Mina. And he was a big mentor for me, teaching me all kinds of ways to play the game and also how to think. And I felt like it all started to click that summer. So I had a bunch of top fives, uh, almost one, one or two events. And then I got to the USAM, which is the biggest event of the year for, for amateur golf. And um, I made it to the round uh, or to, to the quarterfinals. And that's when I, I felt like I walked onto campus uh, sophomore year, you know, a couple weeks later, knowing like, okay, I know I can do this. Like I'm starting to pick up on it. I'm only 19, 18 or 19. Uh, and, you know, I'm just starting to kind of figure all this out. And, and, but that was for sure the light bulb moment. Obviously I did, I didn't know at that point, you know, if, if I could do what I've already done or, or, or more, but that was a big boost. But obviously my senior year in college, when I, I started winning, I won, Pac-12s and then nationals. That's when I, you know, got, got, you know, I, I put myself in my head in a bit of a higher, uh, you know, what, what, where my ceiling should be and where I should be getting to. Cause now all of a sudden I'm, you know, hanging with, you know, Justin Thomas and, 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 you know, the, I mean, that guy is incredible. So just to be in that conversation, John Rahm was there, you know, Berger, uh, you start to see yourself a little bit differently, but uh, they both were kind of big light bulb moments for me. That is deadly insight. That's awesome, Max. Appreciate that. Like, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep going. You're better than yeah. us. Max does have his own podcast. If you're wondering why he talks better than us, yeah, everybody. Get a grip. Get a Go grip. check it Go out. Check him out. Check him out. We'll be on it soon. I don't talk right. better. I just, I, I trail on for too long. <laughs> I like having Shane. I just tell him that he could go. That's right. So, hey, we, before, before we let you go, me and Bo were golfing yesterday. We took a quick vid. I think the boys on the back here, the back end, our tech wizards are going to throw him up. Just give us your best roast. Tear us to shreds. We're we're comfortable here. I don't know if they're gonna. This is Bose here. Yeah, it's par you three, hundred ninety six into the wind. You guys, I uh, fortunately got to see these before I came on. You guys gave. Uh, you guys have the exact not only lefty righty, but you guys have the exact opposite action. Um, you have you have for 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 to use Canada, I guess. Uh, you swing it, uh, Bo, a lot like uh, Corey Connors with the rhythm. I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, the, you have that, and then and then Benny, you uh, you you do the opposite. You got the short, quick, quick move. You got the meathead move. Where, <laughs> yeah, you, you look you look more athletic than than us. Obviously, with all you know the muscles, we talk. They talk about the calves in the video, but you can't turn like at all. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's why gross. golf is 
it's why golf is so great is you could come up there all big and strong. And, and I know that I'm going to hit, you know, my seven iron, you know, past your five iron. <laughs> it feels nice for people like me. So, uh, but, but the golf swings are all right. Uh, Bo, you, you might have had the most offensive outfit though. I have seen in a long time, <laughs> you have white socks, blue shoes, a pink shorts and a black shirt. I'm not no, a big no. fashion guy, but that's just, that's just bad. That's, no, bad that's all black. Those are all black. That's, the shoes are oh, black. Oh man. Are the are the socks white? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. They're white. So you're a little. So you think you're Michael Jackson out there? <laughs> <laughs> you can't go black shoes and white socks. It's like a Max. Oh, Max. Everybody on the course always calls me best dressed. This is the. This best. was a bad day for oh, Ben to randomly take my video. I'll tell you what. That's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what we wanted. Our Canadian golf fans are gonna love that. Hey, Max. <laughs> we we really appreciate you coming on, man. We're gonna be cheering for you this weekend. I know you're heading off to Jack's place, Muirfield. That's yeah. gonna be awesome. We, we really look forward. Uh, maybe we get you on again, but we appreciate you coming on, man. All the best. That was deadly. All the best, guys. Thank you so much. Take care. Hope to talk to you guys soon. Cheers, brother. Appreciate it, brother. Baby Max Homa. What a beauty. Those are some deadly, insightful answers. I appreciate that, man, for coming on here. I love golf. I am a fan. I'll be going on to DraftKings this weekend, guaranteed. Yeah? Dropping a little 20 Sheckler on him at Muirfield at Jack's Place, baby. Ooh, okay. So, hey, don't forget DraftKings, NBA playoffs, all throughout the NBA playoffs, every single day, $20,000 cold, hard cash. It's free. Go get it. Sign up on DraftKings.com. Use a uh, promo code, Benny oh. and Bo. Might even get you a little extra cash to play with. Um, el- eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Bang. Unbelievable read, by the way. And that wasn't a read. That was off the top of the Just head. Off the top of the dome. There, I'm boy, sitting there yeah. going, like, I'm going to read it off paper. Bull goes, no, I'm going to nail it. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Unbelievable. DraftKings, what is up? Into our second episode of Donation Station. And hey, let me have it. Hit me with the goods. Not my best week. Let me have it. Yeah, I kind of took took the money here. So we, we kind of do a little, I mean, hey, we're competitive, right? Bet with Benny. Bet with Bo. You should have bet with Bo last week. Uh, I hit my picks. I took Will Zalatoris as my lock of the week, top 10, and guess what? It paid out. Did any of our other bets? No. But I will say, <laughs> hey, I will say, though, who'd you have? Tony Finau. Finau was good. Good. Corey, Corey Connors, Connors was leading, Canadian. Af- leading after day one. He was decent. You made some good picks. We both missed on Dustin Johnson and Justin Thomas. But, hey, you miss on those guys, you're going to miss. And uh, if you picked on Phil, let's be honest, you didn't really pick Phil. You pick Phil every single week, and now you broke even because of it. Those were our last week's golf bets of the PGA Championship. I also had a little uh, NHL last week, a little series oh. parlay. Hit my underdog. Hit my boy Jordan Everly and the Islanders to take down Sid and the Pens. That was kind of, you know, a nice pair. Just parlaying with an easy little win. Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid, best player in the league. I got people from Winnipeg telling me to take the Oilers, so I'm like, I'm on the Oilers. Hey, I'm 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 wearing the flame and C on my chest. They signed my checks. Let's go Flames. And I still would have told you take the Oilers in that one. Yeah, and the Oilers get swept, and it is what it is. And I look, I you know, I look like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm down. I'm down. You know, whatever. I'm 60, 80 bucks. You know what? We're gonna be okay with it. We're winning it back this week. That's baby. right. Well, you know what? He did win it back because now because we have two weeks in between show, ladies and gentlemen. Those are our last week's picks because we have two weeks in between our shows, though. Uh, in between each one on the weekend, we're going to give you all a little bit of a heater, a flex Friday, something to bet on so you're not missing us too much. Um, and let's just say mine didn't go well. Okay, I went 0-3. Uh, I took the uh, Knicks at plus four, didn't hit. Took the Mavs minus two, didn't hit. And uh, I made a hockey bet that doesn't even need to be mentioned. So uh, act like those didn't happen, but our boy here Ooh, did I hit, a, hit. I hit a juicy one. I did hit a juicy one. I had a four-game 
Saturday Sizzler NBA style. So I had the 76ers, I had the Bucks, I had the Portland Trailblazers. I wouldn't say it's an upset, but they were the underdog in the game to win, right? And then I had the Utah Jazz on a four-game banger paying 550, 100 paid, 550 big ones. Thank you very much. So let's just say uh, Ben is now leading in the uh, bet with Benny or bet with Bo. Make sure you use that hashtag Benny and Bo if you want to at us on your picks. Uh, if you lost, though, we don't want to hear about it. But hey, let's jump into our new donation station, our picks for this week, these upcoming, uh, these upcoming weeks on picks you can make. I'm starting. I'm going a little bit off the board. I know things are hot right now with the NHL, NBA. I'm a big tennis fan. Love it. Roland Garros. Roland Garros. I played tennis my whole life with my, with my family, my cousins, my bro growing up. Hey, I'm not the speediest guy on the court. Mean over the top forehand, though. Not afraid to go down the line. And here's who I'm going with. Speaking about going down the line, Rafa Nadal. He doesn't lose on the clay. I know that's the safe pick. I love making money. I, I, most of the time I donate, I keep the economy rolling because I take guys that I like. But I like Rafa and he's a stud, I'm taking him. Double your stack. He's a big reason why I wear the headband. I I, I wish I had the same lettuce to kind of do the whole behind-the-ear thing right before I throw the ball, but I just don't have it. He's got one massive arm. You ever seen him play with his cutoff? Oh, yeah. "Yeah, Me too. (laughs) I got one. Me and Rafa, we're boys. So I'm taking Rafa due to the left uh, cannon that he's running. I'm running left side cannon. And on the ladies' side, I'm going with Osaka. She is a killer. She's won four majors. She's number two in the world right now. I watched her play Serena, who I love. Serena's my favorite tennis player. And I bet Serena that day because I'm like, you know what? Serena's doing it. She's yeah. going to get her 24, 25. Like, she's just bet with the heartstrings. Oh, yeah. and, and she's just amazing. You can't beat Serena, right? This gal, Naomi, she was, she was something to handle. She outplayed her. And that was the first time I saw Serena play where I was like, you know what? I think that if Serena plays her best and Osaka plays her best, I think she beats her. At, those, at that time. At that time. Not, not in the prime. That was, no, no. Yeah, let's not have that conversation. Buddy, nobody beats Serena Don't talk in her about prime. Heartstrings like that. Exactly. So I'm taking her. And then I saw this week she came out. She said, you know what? I'm sick of the media. I'm sick of the, the BS, right? I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm dialing in my own, my own. I want to get my own little bubble here for the French Open. And I ain't talking to anybody. And then they, they spatted back what they say, $15,000 fine. I mean, and that's, that's, that, that was a terrible part, terrible part to me was I was like, I love your Rafa pick. And then Naomi, I start looking at it. And I'm like, are they really talking about disqualifying her? Hey, Naomi, do you? And if you want to pull a Marshawn Lynch and just go sit in the chair and say, I'm just here so I don't get fined, do it. And guess what? All the athletes here, we're behind you. And you're getting a Skittles commercial with Marshawn right. soon too. I love it. So I'm taking her and she pays big. She's a little bit of an underdog because she's not a clay wizard yet, but I'm taking her plus 1600, hundred bucks pays 1600 bucks. Those are my open picks, and I'm rolling tennis this week, baby. I love it. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump back into the well of NBA because I feel sad that I miss it. My teammates are going to be mad at me for missing it because they're all NBA wizards. All they do is talk NBA throughout the locker room, so they're going to be disappointed if I don't hit. So I got to go back, and I got to hit. So I'm going to give you uh, – I'm going to go back to the Mavs and the Clippers, but here's how I'm going to do it, okay? I like finding the positive odds. I, got, I found a plus 465 here, and I kind of like the numbers. It is for Kawhi to go to Game 7 and take that same corner shot and miss. <laughs> you shouldn't have left the Raptors. Oh, the no. Mavs are going to take it down in game seven, win it 4-3. It's going to pay you plus 465. I'm pumping that one. I love it. I'm taking it. I'm running with you on that one because Luca, I've, he, he just looks like a man possessed that cannot be stopped. 22 years old, and he's just dominating. Is he? 22. Damn. 
Yeah, he's he's something fierce. I'm running with you. I like to, I, you know, I like to argue with you and go completely against what you say. I am running hey, with the man. And plus four seventy five. Let's go, yeah. baby. Fill your jeans. You might, you might, you might disagree with me on the petty parlay. Petty parlay for those that are new. I like to put together a parlay. Probably not going to hit, but it might. And if it does, it pays you pretty good. Uh, so we're going to start off with my lock of the week, which is the Lake Show. Okay, LeBron James, shout out owner, uh, <laughs> over the Suns. Sorry, sorry, against the Suns. We're going to go with the over-under. We're going to take the under, okay? 209.5, and here's the reason. Four of the games, one, uh, here, are the, here are the totals for those. 192, 204, 211, 189, and guess who just got hurt? AD. AD. The Suns are only playing seven players. They're all playing over 25 minutes each. Okay, the Lakers are running through their whole roster. LeBron's the only one putting up any points, and his, his boy just got hurt. So I'm taking the under, pump it in game five. Okay, that's my lock of the week. You can parlay it with whatever you want to. What I'm going to parlay it with, it might not be the most popular pick in the world. Okay, I'm going to take the Habs over the Leafs. Damn. Well, here, here's the deal. That game's a pick em. The Habs are paying more because they're on the road. You are, chat, you are cash chasing. If you're going after plus 75. 100%. And, and that's okay. The Leafs are pretty dirty. They're going home without Johnny T, their captain. I don't hate it. I love the under bet, especially with AD out. I got to go against you, Habs. Leafs only because going back home, I think these guys have to get it done. Their payroll is a little heavy to be losing out in the first round, Edmonton Oilers. So I'm going to say I'm on the Leafs. I got to disagree with you. Okay. Well, you know what? You know what you can't disagree with? Our bets that we made that whoever wins the most during, during donation station, the other guy's got to make steaks. So uh, why don't you be a good little boy and go get on that grill and make us some steaks? I am on dinner tonight. Drop that beat, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for checking it out. Episode two of the Benny and Bo Show. Max Homa, thank you. You were excellent. Uninterrupted DraftKings. Check us out. YouTube, Spotify, anywhere you get all your action. Check us out. We're out of here. Let's go. Send us your questions to Benny and Bo at uninterrupted.com or hit us up on IG or TikTok at Benny Heaves at Bo Levi Mitchell. We'll see you next week, man. We're out. You've been listening to the Benny and Bo Show, a presentation of Uninterrupted Canada.